I want to take a quick moment to say a sincere thank you to all the ding-dongs who like to do really <laughs> stupid <laughs> in that group. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always... The head honcho of 100 podcasts, <laughs> Dr. Kirby Hossam. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I am doing awesome, man. I'm super excited that we're into episode 100. That feels like a milestone that we should both be proud of. How are you? I, I'm feeling, I'm recovering from a cold, which yeah. I think uh, I probably sound like. Um, and uh, we talked earlier in the week and I, I sounded like I was going to die. Um, I'm <laughs> not. much better now. Yeah. yeah, I feel, I sound much better. I feel much better. And, and like you, it's hard to believe we actually have a hundred of these things uh, in the bag after we record this one. And we've been very fortunate uh, to come this far. Yeah. For sure, man. And we'd be remiss if we didn't thank our good, good, good friends at Common Skew. They have sponsored a good number of these podcasts. I actually tried to start counting how many they've sponsored. And uh, since I went to Texas A&M, I can't count that high. <laughs> it's a bunch. It's a bunch. But I really do want to uh, thank them. They've been very supportive, and I know you do as well, Kirby. You know, they've been in business Actually, longer than I realized, since 2013. And I don't know if you realize the size of their platform. Annually, $450 million of distributor sales flow through CommonSkew, which is wow. a tremendous, tremendous uh, testament to the work that they do. Yeah. It's a secure platform. It's super easy to use. The transition to the platform is super easy. And it really is... I think, and this is no BS, I really think it's the new standard of order processing in our industry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're just so, like, it, it, they're so good to work with. I mean, there's yeah. in every platform, there's going to be some challenges, but they're so responsive. And when, when they get back to you, it just they, they really do want to help. They, they really do. As I've said before, they are the good goods at, uh, <laughs> they are the good goods at Common Skew. So if you'd like to learn more, and by golly, you should want to, go ahead and head over to commonskew.com slash unscripted. Kirby, are they going to be sorry that they did? They absolutely will not be sorry they did. Ah, awesome. So let's go ahead and get rolling. So this is episode 100, and we're going to do it a little bit differently. But before we launch into that, Kirby and I, you and I always talk about being tone deaf to yeah. things that happen. And as we record this on Wednesday, uh, May 23rd, we learned on Monday that one of the titans of our industry who's had a long battle with cancer, Fran Ford, passed away Um it it uh, I, I can get actually emotional talking about it. I, I knew Fran uh, as many did, and Fran was a, a mentor to me, and uh, always had a kind word, always had a smile on his face, and always saw the positivity in every everybody and everyone, and every situation. And I just wanted to say, I guess publicly, how much I appreciate him. Um, he was very, very supportive of me when I was really trying to find my way uh, starting Brandivate yeah. and when I was questioning some things and he always encouraged me. He always had a kind word. He always had time for me. And that's the thing. If you, you saw Facebook the other day with all the, the posts, if you didn't know him, um, you saw how he always made time 
for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the greatest compliments anyone can ever give somebody, that they made you feel important. And, yeah. and Fran always, uh, speaking just for me, and I, I know you, you would agree, always made me feel important. So I, I'm, I'm a better um, person in this industry, and I'm a better human being for having known Fran Ford. And so uh, really best wishes and condolences to Teresa and the Ford family. It, it's heartbreaking, um, you know, a six-year battle with cancer, and the industry is a lesser place because Fran's no longer no longer here. Well said, my friend. Thanks. So, as Fran would tell me, he'd want me to get on with it. So I'm going to get <laughs> on with it. So we are. This is number 100, and yeah. it is. It does feel like a milestone because you know what? Darn it, it is. <laughs> right. And so, what Kirby and I actually we were talking before we started recording. This is probably the most we've actually planned for a podcast in the history of this thing. <laughs> so it's assured to go wrong. <laughs> it's going to go so sideways. Absolutely. So what we wanted to do is really make this all about unscripted and things that we've uh, experienced through 100, 100 episodes and almost two years of doing this. So if it's okay, Kirby, I'm going to go ahead and start out. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So the, we're going to hear a clip um, and then we'll want to talk about it. So here's the clip. Recently, I saw a conversation on Facebook in the Facebook uh, promo products professionals group uh, oh boy i don't know where this is going but it could get well, everybody needs to buckle up if we're talking about the promotional products professionals facebook page go ahead kirby yeah Fire I, think, away. I think we could almost do an entire episode just on that group so kirby uh, that was from episode one okay two minutes and 30 seconds into it and it's the first time we brought up the gold mine of this podcast, <laughs> which is the Promotional Products Professionals Facebook page. Kirby, yeah. I think the question I have for you is what would we do without that <laughs> without that 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 gold mine of content? I mean, would we even have a podcast at yeah. this point? <laughs> no, it's great. I think, you know, what's interesting to me when I think of that Facebook page is I think you know, there are certainly, like in any community, there's going to be some folks that say things that I just inherently disagree with. But right. on the other side, I think sometimes it gets a little bit of a bad rap because um, there's a lot of good people in there who are really sharing. You know, unfortunately, with as with anything, the loudest voices sometimes are the ones that seem the most cuckoo to me. But I, you know, Mike and Lisa and those guys do a good job. And so, but I will tell you, <laughs> it is a gold mine. You are right. Because you read stuff in there and just go, where do these people come from? It, it is. And, and there's always, there, it's the law of unintended consequences, right? Yeah. Because I, I do think Mike, Shanker, and Lisa Bibb do a tremendous job, not only vetting people who should or shouldn't be in that group, but making sure conversations don't don't go too far sideways and too far pointing fingers and things like that. But yes, I will tell you when I'm at a loss for topics, man, that's the first place I go to. <laughs> yeah, is right. is I want to see what 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 the conversations have been, and and so on and so forth. So I, I thought that would be appropriate to bring out first. Yeah. Um, so just to give everybody a little bit of transparency, and I should have done this in the beginning, or you should have, or someone should have. I don't know. <laughs> Kirby and I went back individually without speaking or communicating to each other and pulled out some things that um, 
we thought were important in the history of this podcast did not share it with each other. We shared it with the person who's going to edit in the comments we're pulling from previous episodes. So we still don't know what we're going to talk about. Kirby has no idea what I'm bringing up. I have no idea what he's bringing up, but we just want to make it uh, unscripted heavy. So, like I said, I don't think we'd have a podcast without the promotional <laughs> products professionals page. Yeah. And so I want to take a quick moment to say a sincere thank you to all the ding-dongs who like to do really <laughs> stupid shit in that group. It's really appreciated more than I can tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, it is funny, though, because every time we get off uh, on a tangent on one of those, then I always bring myself back to... Yeah, but we're going to share this podcast in that group. So it still becomes a platform that has value. And that's why I always try to, I always try to, you know, walk that, you know, line in between, if that makes any sense. It is. Yeah. It's a fine line, my friend. (laughs) Fine line. All right. Do you have a clip I should be listening to in the next moment or so? Well, I tell you what, actually, I'd like to jump off on episode one because. Oh, sure. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things it's funny because episode one is one of the things I wanted to bring up and I wanted to kind of plant a seed without a clip per se, but just to say, okay. I was thinking about it and you think about the initial, like say 15 seconds of episode one. Yep. Uh, this is Bill Petrie and I'm here with my good friend, Kirby Hossman. Hey Kirby. Hey Bill. Thanks for having me. Hey, I, I guess we're having each other, um, but not like that. We're just here, two, we're two guys talking about branding and promo and all things that encompasses. What I'd say about that, you know, in those very first um, piece of content that we created, I was thinking about this as we got ready for this, and I think, you know, this is interesting because I think that unscripted is very much like the evolution of how content is created today. Interesting. Yeah, and what I mean by that is you think about how far we've come in in 100 episodes. Mm -hmm. You and I just came up with this, um, you know, on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> right. We were talking about it and we thought it would be a fun thing to do. And then, like, I think we've talked about in the past, Joel Moore took a chance and said, OK, yeah, yep. we'll put that on. And then we we started with Skype and yes. it wasn't that great. And then we went to cast. Right. Yep. And then we had an open that you did. And then we had somebody else do an open. And now we yep. have a professional open. And then and we did fill in the blank and we've done live shows. And my point about it all is to say, I think that's how the best content is created is that you go. I don't know if it's going to work. Right. And you put it out there and you innovate or you, 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 you know what I mean? You iterate. Well, you allow it to breathe right. and you allow it to be really what it is. And to me, I've always said a website is a living, breathing personification of someone's business, right? Mm. That's real estate that, that constantly evolves. And if it doesn't, you're doing it wrong. And, and I think content is the same way, especially a podcast. We've allowed this to evolve as we feel like we've identified a a piece that we're missing mm-hmm. or something that we'd like to do differently, like fill in the blank. I, you know, I think when, when, and you were the one who initially brought up fill in the blank, mm-hmm. I, I think I was initially reluctant. I'm like, that sounds dumb. And I don't know if that really <laughs> is going to work. Right. But honestly, it's one of my favorite things right now. And that's not to mean at episode 142, we decide I'm so done with fill in the blank. Yeah, right. We, we, we allow it to kind of have its own life. And and it will have a, 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 a time when it's no longer fun for us and we'll stop. And so I, I think because we allow that allow it to evolve, like you said, it it really 
it's almost like a relationship mm-hmm. because we are allowing it to evolve. And I think we allow uh, the audience to evolve with us and we hear responses back. So I, I love the fact that it's evolved and it's, it's the spirit of it's very much the same from episode one, but it's a different podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I mean, when we first started, there are very smart and, and awesome people in the industry who have told me since that they're like, oh, I didn't think it was going to work. Yeah. And I, I love that we kind of put ourselves out there in that way. And I think, the lesson in that is that you know we should all kind of be willing to do it because you never know it might take off right. so, so right. your turn bro okay so i want to jump forward to episode number 49 okay okay so we're going to listen to this clip um and it's the first time we really truly got personal on the podcast so um in uh louisiana uh, a week and a half ago okay they the uh state took down the last confederate Monument. Mm. Um, it was a Robert E. Lee monument, and a lot of divisiveness over that. You have people on one side who uh, say, "Hey, um, it's it's uh, racist. It is it's it's it should be you shouldn't honor those people." And then you have people on the other side saying, "Hey, that's part of our history, right? And you can't whitewash it." Um, I'm going to give you a minute to think about your answer, but I'll tell you where I come down on it. Okay. Because I struggle with it. Yeah. Uh, I was born in Illinois, but I grew up in the South. And the South has its issues, right? It has sure. a, a long uh, and very uh, unfriendly history um, with race relations. I don't know what the right answer is. Mm. I come, I, you know, I really struggle with it. So the reason I brought up that clip was we're talking about the potential removal of Confederate monuments. Mm. That was the first time I think we allowed a potential, uh, a very difficult conversation where there's no right, there's no wrong answer. It's the first conversation I recall us having where I remember we didn't resolve anything. There was no resolution. And it was just an honest conversation. Um, and there's a lot of, of hot buttons on both sides of that, that issue. And I got a lot of great feedback, and I know you did too, but people saying, I, I got to know you a little bit mm. on that podcast. Um, and I didn't know if your stance had changed on the removal of Confederate monuments. Now, where you left it, if memory serves, and, and I could be wrong, is that you were in favor of just uh, of, of go ahead and removing them. Because if it's offensive to somebody, go ahead and remove it. Is that is that still where you stand on that? That's a great question. That's because it's such a it's a such a difficult issue. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I literally had a conversation today where I was like, you can't, uh, you know, remove history. And so right. I think maybe I have to a degree, but I, I I just struggle with that. And I think that I love I I think that is one issue where many people struggle. I also think. And one of the things I love about this podcast is we bring up um, issues that people don't often bring up. I always say that we're we're having conversations that are happening in the parking lot of meetings. Right. You know, they're they're the real and authentic conversations. And that's what I like. And, you know, with Unscripted, because we don't know, you're getting Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm feeling at that moment. Right. So a lot of times, not that it couldn't change, yeah, not that absolutely. it couldn't change, yeah, so, it evolved. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. I love that. And I think that's one of the things that we've tried to do is that we've tried to be very much who we are and authentic about it, whether people like it or not. Oh, no question. I, I think that's probably, and you know me, I preach this no matter where I go, whether I stand up in front of somebody, a group and talk to them, or we do the podcast, or I'm writing something. 
or sit, sitting at a bar having a beer, I like to believe I'm really the same person no matter what. You're yeah. getting me authentically. And so in preparation for this, I thought about my stance on on the uh, the monument issue. And where I ended up was uh, you can't erase history. Right. And 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 I've evolved on that a little bit. And so, you know, I, I grew up in the South, um, and I grew up in, in not the deep South. I live in the deep South now in Nashville, but I grew up in Dallas, which is the South, Southwest. And I remember growing up and people were wearing T-shirts, and this was, you know, late 70s, early 80s, the South going to rise again. I right. mean, and, and, I, and where I live now, there are still people who internally in their own brain are fighting the Civil War. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you there are people who are from this area who refer, refer to the Civil War not as the Civil War, not as the war between the states. It's the war of northern aggression. <laughs> and I'm not – I would love to tell you I'm joking, and I'm not. Yeah. And so I was in downtown Franklin, which is my hometown, and, and I love downtown Franklin. And there's a roundabout in the middle of downtown. And in the middle of that roundabout is a um, – an obelisk, and at the top of that obelisk is a Confederate soldier. Mm-hmm. And it was built, in, it was erected in 1899 by the Daughters of the Confederate Revolution. Um, so I think, yeah, 1899. So pretty soon after the Civil War was, was fought, you know, one, so 35 years later. I don't know, I don't know what was in people's hearts right. when they put that up, and I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. There's part of me that looks up there. And, and sees a monument to people who fought for what they believed in. Mm-hmm. And then I think, yeah, there were a lot of people in Nazi Germany who fought for what they <laughs> believed in too, and we don't celebrate that. Right. And I think I'm at a point where I think they need to come down, hmm. regardless of what was or was not in people's hearts. I think they. I don't think they should be erased from history. Right. I think they should be put in a museum with proper context and proper explanations as to why, um, you know, because there were there were people who for, were from the South who are not fighting to preserve slavery; they were fighting to preserve um, their farms and yeah. their families. But there were quite a few fighting to preserve the horrible thing that was slavery right. and we we can't pick and choose right. and i do think i do think they need to come down yeah. and i and i i struggle with that and i know a lot of people will really probably disagree with me on that but again i, I draw the parallel to nazi germany mm-hmm. and and there are no statues of adolf hitler and for very good reason right. there are no swastikas in germany for very good reason and we don't whitewash that history that history exists, and we acknowledge it. We, we don't necessarily celebrate it, but we acknowledge it, and hopefully we learn from it. And I think we can do the same thing if those statues are down. And, and I really do think, I do think it's time they come down. You mm-hmm. can preserve the history without having them up there because I can't imagine going into a place or a public area where my race would feel oppressed. I I can't imagine that. And so I I think they come down. So I I think that's interesting that uh, because as you were kind of explaining your position on it, the thing that popped into my head was how would you feel if they put it up today? You know, you know what I mean? No, I do. So here, here was my thing, right? They wouldn't go up today. No, here, here (laughs) was, you know, I tried, here's where I actually try, I actually put a lot of thought into this. I'd, I'd love for it, you know, 
you could say, okay, for the first 30 years after the end of the Civil War, or let's say until 1900, the first 35 years after the Civil War, it's people um, putting a memory up to people they lost, to family members they lost. After 1900, it seems to be a symbol of oppression. If you could draw a line like that, I, I, yeah, but you can't. I mean, I will tell you, you know, black people in the South after the Civil War were oppressed. There were Jim Crow laws, the formation of the Ku Klux Klan, and a lot of those statues were put up by the Ku Klux Klan or people who supported the Ku Klux Klan. They got to come down. Yeah, they got to come down. I mean, and, and then I think of ones like there. There's one, and I, I'm going to get the date wrong, and I might even get the state wrong, but but it's about right. But there was a Confederate monument erected in like Montana in 18 or 1985 or something like that. Yeah. There's no reason for that. Montana wasn't even a state. <laughs> I just I, I think they got to come down, and it's not because we're politically correct. I think it's because we can be compassionate. Right. You know, I, I think I think I think there's some compassion there. I think they should be saved. I think they should be put in a museum. But I don't think they should be in a public park where, you know, it it can feel like a symbol of oppression. Yeah. I mean, I I live in Nashville, and in on private property, but very visible from uh, Interstate 65, there is a statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was a a general in the civil war on the on the confederate side he was also a butcher no no question about it mm. he was also instrumental in the formation of the ku klux klan right it is on private property there's nothing anybody can do about it because the guy you know person who owns it is is wants it up there and someone threw red paint on it and he said i'm going to leave it because now it draws more attention to it <laughs> and I think that's the mindset of, the, of of people who want those statues up. I think I think it's time to come down. Yeah. I, I do. And I didn't mean to go like way sideways on this, but I wanted to talk about you know did our stances change on that because yeah. we had a good discussion about it. And I think we have a good discussion now. You can't know it's in people's hearts, but I can see how people are are negatively affected by it. Yeah. No, it's good stuff, man. All right, what do you got, Kirby? Okay, well, if we're flat, and we are we are on track for an extra long episode, people. <laughs> yeah. So buckle up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we can this this can be my final topic if you want. No, but no. Uh, but one of the things that I wanted, I felt like we would uh, we'd be missing it if we didn't flash back to this one. Look, everybody's talking about we need to include, we need to include, we need to include, and frankly, the millennial generation has done a lot to teach us that we need to be inclusionary. So the idea that there's an exclusionary event seems counterintuitive. So I, I kind of am with you. That being said, so this is what this is what I was trying to kind of put my big boy pants on and kind of look at it a little differently and say, look, if we just called it an uh, under 30 event in the industry and we started it 10 years ago when Gen Xers were that or whatever, I actually think that some sort of youthful event is not a bad idea. I think that the idea that the it kind of started with a generation that is accused of being narcissistic and they created an event just for themselves mm-hmm. is is part of the optics I think that you're 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 having problems with. Does that make sense? So of course, <laughs> this is one of the more controversial podcasts that we ever did. And I knew this was coming. <laughs> 
And I, I uh, you know, it's the only podcast that we've ever done another podcast to explain. Um, and it's about the uh, Spark we, we, event. Right? Yeah, we did another podcast and then another podcast on a different platform to explain. Yeah, exactly. So um, I thought that that was a, an interesting um interesting phenomena that particular that particular podcast took on a bit of a life of its own yeah and um i'm curious you know in the in the interest of talking about whether or not our stances have changed i thought i'd give you a platform because i actually have an opinion about that okay um so a couple things and and again i knew (laughs) this would come up so we don't we don't talk about topics in advance but i purposely didn't put this on my list because i knew you'd bring it up (laughs) so uh, this is the moment I knew our podcast mattered. Yeah, mm, I like that. Um, it's the moment I knew we were not doing it just for ourselves. Mm. Um, the the reaction we got, um, the way um, people latched on to a certain phrase I used, which right. is, um, you know, when I said the optics were wrong, the way um, the way I was broadcasting then is a little different now. Mm-hmm. Um, I at that point I would say no matter what's on top of my mind and let it fly and I still do that but now I kind of think a little bit um, not much but a little bit about making sure I'm using the right language mm-hmm. and I'm expressing myself because I, I look back and, and, and my argument was you know it's a millennial uh, it's a millennial event mm-hmm. and they have an opportunity to really tell a story about how they are really going to help us lead the next part of the promotional products industry and i felt they fell short on that and all i saw them doing was drinking beer and having a good time and it was possibly the most hypocritical thing i've ever said in the history (laughs) of ever considering i'm one of the things i'm known for is having the adult beverage of the week every friday at uh, 4 30 p.m eastern so i wish i had chosen my words differently however i don't back off I, I, I'll say the same thing, or maybe not same thing. I don't remember exactly what I said. I know it was a successful event, and I know they're going to have another successful event here in a couple months here in Nashville. I, I think it's important that millennials have their own event. I don't have an issue with that. I know you do. I know you don't like exclusive events. I don't have an issue with that. What I want from them is after that event, tell us the story. What did you learn? And how is it going to help us as an industry move forward? That's what I want. Right. Yeah, I, I totally get it, man. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's what I want. And I think that's what our audience wants too. And you, you know, there are so many bright minds. And, and I just felt like you missed an opportunity. That was it. And I probably spoke a little too vehemently about it. Maybe not. I, my, my, my stance hasn't changed. I'm glad they have the event. I think it's important they have the event. But I also think you've got some great minds there. Share the story. What can what can we as an industry learn, and how can we be better as a result of that event? You see it out of NALC. Uh, you see it out of women's leadership. You see it out of um, LDW. You see it out of lead. Right. I want to see it out of that event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a cons- as a as a bystander consumer of that event, I want to see it. 
No, that's fair. That's fair. I, you know, it's interesting. I that was the, my take at the time was just that I didn't like the exclusivity of the event. I'll be honest with you. If there was anything I've I've softened on, it's that. Good it is the because I think especially from uh, the women's leadership conference piece, um, it was it was better explained to me why um, yep. that it makes sense. And so I like I, I've I've definitely softened on that piece. I think some really smart people have said, well, here's why that makes sense, and I, I'll buy that. Here's Good. what I would say. I think that um, that event needs to be repositioned completely. Um, okay. Because the, it, stop telling me it's an education event. Okay. Okay. So if you tell me it's a networking event, if you tell me it's a way to right. connect uh, millennial peers or young, but stop even using the word millennial and just peers who are young in the industry. I, I think I'm totally I think down they, with that. I think they prefer the term next gen. And I don't mean that in a shitty way. I think they actually prefer like they're the next generation of influencers in our industry. And I actually like that term quite a bit. Awesome. But stop telling me it's an educational event because what I would say is in those moments when you're like, well, we don't do education the same way. Here's the thing. Horseshit. Yes, you do. The brain works the same way, whether you're next gen or gen X or baby boomer. Like, right. You don't learn things when there's 50,000 things going on. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you have, enjoy those events more. So do right. I. But the reason that no one could tell you what they learned out of the event is because they weren't taking away education. They were taking away connection. I'm totally cool with that. Which but there's it's a different story to tell. It, it is. And, and I think that's a good perspective. And it'll be interesting to see how the event is structured um, here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to be attending. I, I was asked to uh, uh, speak at it. It's just not going to work out from a uh, timing perspective, unfortunately. And I, I've seen the lineup, and it looks like a strong lineup. Awesome. And, and I know quite a few people are going to be there. You know, your Kelsey Cunningham's, your Amanda Delaney's. Um, I don't know if Sam Cabert's going or not. I think he mentioned he might try to go. But I think you're going to have a lot of strong uh, people there who are that next gen. And I love that they're getting together. Yeah. But but I think you make a good point. If it's just a networking event, I don't mean that just as a negative thing. If it's a networking event, then great. I don't expect to hear anything out of it. But if it's an education event, yeah, I'd like to know about it. And, and there are educational sessions. So I think it's a hybrid event, Kirby, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I've seen the agenda. Okay. So... I am sure we will hear some things. Hear some things about it. Awesome. You got time for you got time for one more? Sure. Of course you do. <laughs> All right. So here is a moment from episode eighty-four, and I'll give this. Uh, let's go ahead and give this a listen. I'd like to know what your greatest professional failure was, and the lessons you learned from it. And I, I, again, this is I'm blindsiding you. So sure. if you want me to talk about mine, I will. While you think. So that little clip there. It was, I think, it was a moment where you and I got really raw, and, and we do that occasionally, but that was the first time I really remember getting raw, and we talked about our biggest professional failures. Mm -hmm. And you touched on it earlier that I think, and again, it's amazing how little you and I actually talk about this podcast to each other. Right. And how, and because we don't talk to each other about it, it's more amazing how in sync we are <laughs> on the podcast. Um, you know, I think we said before, you and I have never, ever spoken about how we promote this on social. We naturally fell into our own categories, and we've never talked about it since. <laughs> we've never talked about it once, right. how we do it. Um, so when we got – I love the fact that we're – so we, we do that, and I love the fact that we get authentic like that. Mm. It's real easy to talk about the good times. It's easy to talk about the good things. Um, and I remember that conversation. 
and and I remembered it as I was recording a uh, a skewcast, and I don't know when it's going to drop. It was recorded the day we had our open house a couple weeks ago, okay. and I think it'll be on Common Skew here in a. I would assume in a week or so. I, I assume when Bobby gets done editing it, Bobby uh, uh, Lahue gets done editing it. So when we get so vulnerable like that, when we get authentic like that, that is cool to me mm. because it's very interesting. We record this, and I don't think about other people listening, and I think you're yeah. the same way. Mm. And so it's kind of amazing that other people do. And on that podcast that's coming up, I got real emotional because um, Bobby and Mark wanted to make sure that it was about me. I was against that. I didn't want it to be about me. I, I don't really like that as much as – People will have a hard time believing that. I didn't want it to be about me. And they asked some really tough questions, and I got almost emotional about my professional failures. And I thought about the first time I really started dipping my toe in the water talking about that in a public forum. I've certainly had conversations privately with people. But I think it's important, and I think we did it first on this podcast, is talking about our, our, our professional failures and how we recover from those. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I think in those moments, um, those authentic and kind of raw moments are times that are uncomfortable uh, right. for me to talk about. And it's funny because when I talk to people about this podcast and I talk to people about the content that we do and whatever, those seem to be the things that people gravitate towards. Um, right. They talk about those are their favorites because I think sometimes um, – we lose sight of the fact that we all go through challenging times. I, you know, I, I said sometime, I, I read one time that it said part of the reason it's challenging when we compare is that we compare everybody else's highlight reel to our behind the scenes. Yes, and love we, that. We lose sight of the idea that, hey, man, everybody has gone through challenging times and have been vulnerable. Yep. And, and I think that just makes it so that, I, at least for a lot of people, I think it's encouraging to know that well, they're not alone. And I think it's made us, you and me, far more relatable. Yeah. So do you have another one you want to do or you want to go right to fill in the blank? It's your call. I say, I guess the final, yeah, I'll give a quick one, okay? Go. So we're, we're going to cut to this clip right now. With me as always is the Commodore of Cohesive Marketing Campaigns, <laughs> the Midshipman of Marketing, the Admiral of Advertising Specialties, the Good Doctor from Coshocton, Ohio, the Good Time Player Man, Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? So I guess my question to you about that, Bill, is when yes. did you decide that you should start giving me nicknames on a regular basis? Because that's a hoot. That's pretty yeah. funny. I don't, I don't know. It started <laughs> off very, uh, you know, I actually went down a rabbit hole for about an hour the other night <laughs> trying to figure out when I started calling you nicknames. Yeah. It, it started off with like the good doctor. Yep. Or, you know, and then, then, then it evolved to probably my favorite, the good time player man <laughs> uh, from Coshocton, Ohio. And then I don't know. I just started thinking that would be a funny way to introduce you every week because you have such a great infectious laugh. And, and even though you know what's coming, you never know what I'm going to say. True. Yeah. That's. And so I, I don't know why or when. I think the question was when. Yeah. But I just thought, you know what? It's funny. Yeah. At least it's funny to me. And I figure if it's funny to us, hopefully it's funny to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, I like it. And and I like the fact that um, our next uh, sponsor, which I'll be talking about in a second, the good people at Gold Star, made limited edition <laughs> mugs. Yes. I have one. Yeah, I'm holding and one. you have one. Yeah, I'm looking at it. 
and um, it has you on it, has all the nicknames I've called you, and you've got ink pens with that, yep. oh, so wonderful, ever smooth ink <laughs> that uh, I love so much, but it's got, uh, it, it's got all the nicknames on there. Yeah. So I don't know, it's funny, yeah. and I love the fact that you've gotten um, mail yes. addressed <laughs> to the good time player man. Yep. I sure or have. the good doctor. Yep, I sure have. So that's good. Yeah. So that was a fun one. It is. So speaking of our fill in the blank sponsor, it is our good friends at Gold Star. Hey, Kirby. Yes, Bill. Do you realize that they're more than just writing instruments, that they have bags, drinkware, and stationery? It's exciting. They have over two dozen of the promotional products industry's most popular, cost effective drinkware and bag styles. Free of setup charges, free of decoration charges. That's right, Kirby. Competitive pricing low minimums, and quick 72-hour standard production. It's good stuff. Awesome stuff, yep, right? Absolutely. So people want to learn more. They should want to learn more. And if they don't want to learn more, then go ahead and turn off this podcast right now. But if you <laughs> want to learn more, and I think you do, go to goldstarpens.com slash unscripted. You won't be sorry that you did. All right, Kirby. Are you ready for some fill-in-the-blank? Um, that is all, all unscripted focus. Yes. Your impression when I first approached you about the idea of a podcast based solely on our phone conversations was what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like uh, we, I think the thing about it is, is you and I had been talking about trying to come up with something we could collaborate on for a while, and you know we did Salt and Pepper, and that was yep. really fun and enjoyable. But this was something that was a little bit outside of both of our comfort zones, right? And I think you, you've described it in some ways as a little bit wheels off and yep. I, I love that description and I was like you know what that that sounds like fun let's give it a try um, and it, I think that sometimes that's where the best ideas come from where you're like you know what this is a little outside of my comfort zone what the hell yeah, no, great. I remember the conversation. I remember calling you up and saying, okay, I think I got an idea. <laughs> Absolutely. We have a lot of phone conversations. What if we would just recorded those? <laughs> Can't, it's, it's hard to believe it's worked out 100 times. It, and so far, so good. Yes, yes. All right, Kirby. All right, the favorite nickname that you have given me so far is? Uh, let's see here. That's a very good question. I'm going to have to go with the, uh, the Baron of Branding. I really like the flow of that one. Um, the so, Good Time Player Man is, is always going to be probably my favorite because, again, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't either. So what, can um, I tell you something really funny? Please do. I'm, I'm holding a pen in my hand. Guess which pen it is. The Good Time Player Man. The Baron no, of the Branding. No, the Baron of Branding. Yeah, there you so go. really funny. So. No, I like the Baron of Branding. Um, I, 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 I'm not going to let you in on the secret on how I actually – I spend more time <laughs> – Trying to figure out what nickname I'm going to call you than anything else in this podcast, yeah. that's for sure. Um, so I won't let you in on the secret on how I, I do the, the research on that. Okay, good. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> no, you don't. All right. The first thing you think about when someone mentions the unscripted podcast is? Consistency. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I think the reason that this has taken a life of its own a little bit is because we... We show up every Friday, um, and it's yep. it, you know I think that that back to that sort of first topic we were discussing um, yeah. from episode one is that we we just kept after it, kept iterating, and kept trying new stuff, and uh, you know I think that literally you could write a case study about content marketing from this piece, and so I love the consistency of it. I love that, that quite frankly you and I get to have a conversation and and um, 
and just kind of get together each week. So yeah, the consistency, that's the first thing I think of. I like that. I like that. Okay. So we do this every week. The thing you wish you would have not said over the course of 100 episodes is? Nothing. Because I'll tell you why. Mm. I don't live this podcast with regrets. So when people disagree with me, and goodness knows sometimes they do, (laughs) here's what I tell them. When people say, how could you say that? And I say, you understand that the whole premise of our podcast is we don't edit it. Right. And how would you like a conversation with one of your closest friends recorded? Are there things you might not say? Are there things you wish you would have worded differently? Well, I'm no different, and I'm not perfect. And I'm, but I'm willing to, and I know you are too, so when I say I'm, I'm, I'm kind of speaking for both of us, willing to put my initial thoughts out there and be vulnerable with that. Yeah. And I think it's part of the appeal to this podcast. So I don't regret really anything. Do I look back and say, I could have said that better? Yeah. I could have positioned that differently. Yes, because I never have a goal of, of cheesing somebody off. <laughs> right. um, I don't. But I, you know, I, I'm 48 years old and I don't feel the need to please anybody. Um, in, on this podcast, other than the fact that when it stops being fun, you and I will stop doing it. Right. So I want to please us <laughs> because I think you and I are a good enough audience to, to know what people want to listen to yeah. or hopefully what one they want to listen to. I mean, our, 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 re, our listenership has really increased more than I ever expected it would ever hit. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have any regrets with that stuff, Kirby. I really don't. Yeah. No, I'm actually with you on that. I was curious um, about your take. So cool. Okay. The best reaction someone's given you to Unscripted was? Gosh, you know, I think that where I get blown away by the reaction to Unscripted is in Vegas at the PPA Expo. It's not a specific like, hey, you know, one specific reaction. It's the idea that so many people like come up to me, come up to you and kind of express that they've listened. Because I think it's right. a little bit like what you've talked about in the past is you think about, oh, this is just something that we sort of record in a bubble. I mean, you and I aren't even in the same room. And so, no, we're not. And so the idea that so many people come, and I think it's just one of those where you're like, oh, well, this particular episode had this many um, listens or views right. or whatever. But when you put the all of them together, because some people listen to one, some people listen to this many, I'm blown away by just the just the amount of people it's reached over over this many episodes. So I think that's the that's the takeaway for me. I love that. Cool. Got another one? The thing you are most proud of in the podcast is how it's resonated in the industry. When we started this, I thought it'd be fun, thought it'd be a lark. I thought we'd maybe start talking about some things, maybe, like you said, parking lot conversations uh, people were thinking about or not, you know, not really putting things out there. It was almost, you, you referenced salt and pepper earlier, and, and, you know, salt and pepper for all practical purposes is, is no longer, it doesn't exist anymore because this really is the next iteration of it, right. if you look at it. And so I, I, I am very proud of that we are a conversation starter. Yeah. You know, the fact that Paul Bellantone, um, who's been very supportive of this podcast yeah. from the beginning, and PPAI, but the fact that Paul wanted to use our podcast as one of the platforms to kick off Promotional Products Work Week, yeah. 
that that meant a lot to me personally. I, I assume it did to you too. Again, we don't. You and I don't talk about this stuff. <laughs> right. um, this is really the most we talk all the time, people, yeah. um, for every week. But I mean, so I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud that we've, and I'm also proud that we've kept it true to the spirit of what it was. Yeah, no. of what it was. No, that's what cool. we wanted it to be. All right, real quick. The number of the last episode of Unscripted will be two twenty-five. Wow. So you think we only got 125 left in us. Dude, I like it. I can't believe we've I done 100. <laughs> I know. Um, All right. So that's a yeah. good one. Yeah. All right. So quick rapid fire. Yeah. I did introduce this. I have to do the rapid fire okay. now. Um, one word answer. Uh, one phrase. One word answers only, please. Okay. Podcast in person, which we've done, or separate in our studios? In person. Daytime or deep night? <laughs> uh, most of the time. I'd say daytime. Most of the time. Okay. Oh. Okay. Funny titles or serious content? Funny titles. Tacos or fajitas? Cheeseburgers. Damn you. <laughs> uh, fajitas, Damn you. Fajitas, I guess. Damn you. Okay. So, um, Kirby, it's been a blast doing these for 100 episodes. Yeah, um, for sure, man. Before we go, I have a quick list of thank yous, and if you want to add to it, please do. Uh, I want to thank all the sponsors we've had. Uh, Bay State, Comet Skew, Gold Star, Aim Smart EQP, Raining Rose. Uh, some really great people have have taken a chance on us. Bam Bams. And I and Bam Bams, thank you, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. I was I made a quick list and, yeah. and Ben Taylor will now kill me because <laughs> I forgot Bam Bams. Um, but people have taken a chance on us. So thank you for all that. Thank you for the people who listen all the time. You know, there are people who constantly engage with us. Sam Kabert, Harvey Mackler, um, Joanna Gottlieb, yeah. Amanda Delaney, Dana Zezzo. Danny Rosen. I don't. I'm sure I'm missing people. Yeah, for sure. Um, but really, thanks uh, to everybody who uh, listens. Yeah. Um, every and I know a lot of people who don't comment, but they'll tell us separately. We really like your podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. It's it's it it's fuel for me. I think it's fuel for you. Most of all, Kirby, thank you for putting up with my particular brand of shenanigans every week, <laughs> and I, I appreciate you. And if we make it to 225. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. All right. Thanks, man. I, it, it, you've, you've kind of uh, – I'm a big believer in appreciation. I love that you kind of end it with that, so I don't want to step on that. Thank you, and uh, this has been fun. It has been. And last word, thanks again to our good friends at Comiskew who are our title sponsor right now. Go to Comiskew.com slash unscripted. Learn about why they are the preeminent platform in the industry to process your distributor orders. Kirby, thank you. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you, Promo Corner, for taking a chance on this silliness. And we this is now the longest podcast we've ever done, so hopefully people made it this far. <laughs> thanks, man. This is fun. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.